This week's Pilch Point with Avram Pilch is proudly powered by Pure VPN. That was a lot of peas. Um, <laughs> uh, when you're browsing online, obviously you want to protect your uh, your privacy and your security, and the best way to do that right now is with a VPN. It allows you to hide from your ISP and Facebook and Google, uh, all while uh, giving you the ability to use the web at all the speeds and uh, capabilities that you expect. And right now, PureVPN is giving our viewers, uh, I think, the best deal, even better than last time, the best deal that we've seen for Cyber Month right now. They are doing um, $1.65 a month for um, for a five-year VPN deal. That is a wonderful deal, buck sixty-five a month. Um, and PureVPN is rated the fastest VPN um, in a number of uh, service tests, which is another great thing. Plus, if uh, you're out of the country and you want to watch the series finale of of a popular show, but you just can't get it where you are, PureVPN allows you to say you're back in the States and get your Hulu or Netflix to uh, work as normal. And to get your deal, all you have to do is go to pilchpoint.live slash purevpn. All right. So, like I said, it is uh, it is Cyber Month, Avram. It means that people are getting ready to start looking to purchase computers for themselves because sales are coming, but sometimes uh, <laughs> there are pitfalls, right? Yeah, so this applies whether there is a sale or not, but it is even worse when there's not a sale. Um, so a few weeks ago, we um, we recently reviewed the Surface Laptop 3, and anyone who's gone online and, and pondered whether to purchase a Surface of any kind, a Surface Laptop 3, a Surface Pro 7, a Surface, um, Surface Pro X, you... Um, you will notice that you are charged a ton, a ton uh, for getting a larger SSD or more RAM. Um, but it's not only Microsoft that does this. But Microsoft's a pretty bad offender. Uh, for example, the base model Surface Laptop 3, 13 inch, is 999, and it comes with a Core i5 processor, 8 gigs of RAM, and 128 gigabyte ssd a 128 gigabyte ssd in 2019 you can't that's so tiny and then you say okay well what if i wanted it a little bit bigger the next step up after that is to spend 300 more dollars go to 12.99 just to get it with a 256 gigabyte ssd so you're spending 300 dollars for 128 gigabytes of extra storage. No other difference in the in the model. But they're not alone. On on Dell, uh, you go and you want to buy an Alienware Aurora desktop, and by default, and you click on configure. Not every company has configurable uh, laptops and desktops, but Dell does. And if you want to and if you want to upgrade from eight gigabytes of low speed RAM to 32 gigabytes of high speed 2933 megahertz RAM, that will cost you $500. It's 
if you want to go from a one terabyte hard drive to a one terabyte SSD, $500 also. If, if you're shopping at Lenovo and you're buying a ThinkPad X1 Carbon and you want to go from the base model 256 gigabyte SSD to a one terabyte SSD, also over $500, $591. Now, the reason these prices are so crazy is because you have to look at what they cost, what those those components cost if you were to buy them on your own. So Microsoft, of course, uh, makes it more difficult because they use um, a, a, tw- a really tiny uh, SSD, a 2230, um, a 30-millimeter S- uh, M2 SSD, which there aren't many of them for sale yet. Perhaps there will be. So that makes it a little difficult, would be a little bit difficult to get on your own. However, um, all the other things that we're talking about, uh, if you wanted to get a one terabyte SSD standard, do you know how much that would cost roughly for an NVMe one terabyte SSD these days? Uh, not offhand. Maybe for a one, no. No, not offhand. Okay, so for for a cheap, for a good one, like... Uh, the ADATA XPG uh, 8200 Pro, our top pick at Tom's Hardware, that's about $127. (laughs) For a a cheap one on sale, that would be, you know, like the Intel 660P is a great, great cheap one that's often as low, has gone as low as $80 for a one terabyte drive. Jeez. So... While, I, while they don't say what brand of drive they're using at these places, and I know that, say, Lenovo is using a Sam, probably using a Samsung drive and a pro-grade one that's you know, probably worth over $200 or maybe $200 or something, all of these things are marked up significantly. Significantly. The RAM, for example, do you know how much it costs to buy 32 gigabytes of high-speed RAM? I can't imagine it's too much for a desktop. Yeah, I can't imagine it's too much. You can get it I haven't cheaply. priced it in a while, but I can't imagine, especially with uh, DDR4. Uh, or yeah. you know, I, I can't imagine that it's too much. Well, so Dell is charging five hundred dollars, and we don't know the exact <sighs> RAM timings. So every spec of what Dell is charging of of the one that Dell would give you, but. Um, it says HyperX Fury. So if you go and you go to Amazon and you look for a 32 gigabyte uh, kit of HyperX Fury RAM that is high speed, so it's 3,000, I think 3,000 or 3,200 megahertz, that is 160 bucks. Uh, if you don't necessarily insist on having HyperX RAM, you can find other brands like our favorite 32 gigabyte kit, which is from Patriot Memory, for around 100, as low as 120 bucks. So, um, so in other words, when you're getting charged 500 dollars, you're being charged 
three to four hundred percent markup. Um, so um, I mentioned these things because when you're out there shopping, you might be wondering, wow, why is this cost so much or should I pay this? Uh, and we, you know, first of all, you might be wondering, why are they doing this? Well, the simple answer is to make money, right? Right. Um, we talked to an, in, I talked to an industry analyst, um, Stephen Baker of, of NPD Group, and he said that um, when you have a lower price model, like the base model Surface Laptop 3 that's 999 that has a lower margin for the manufacturer. And so by charging more for the RAM and storage, they can make it up by having high margins, meaning mm -hmm. a big markup on, um, on more expensive configurations because, hey, I guess you were willing to pay for it. But part of the problem is, too, some of these base models, if you know about computers, you probably shouldn't buy. Like, it's really hard to argue that in 2019, anybody should buy a, a laptop with, a, with 128 gigabytes of storage. Right. A Windows laptop, maybe a Chromebook or something. But, like, so, you know, in a way, they're sort of trying to say, hey, they, in their marketing, hey, we have... That we could, we're selling this for under a thousand dollars, but anyone who actually looks at the specs and knows what they're doing would have to spend at least twelve ninety nine, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, what can you what can you do as a consumer? Well, there's a we have a few. I have a few ideas, and we I have an article about this, which you'll find on the homepage of tonshardware.com. One thing you can do uh, is you can upgrade it yourself. Now that is with the cat with a few caveats. Mm -hmm. One, if you're buying a, a desktop, chances are no, you should be able to upgrade the RAM and storage, no problem. Uh, almost any desktop you get, not an all-in-one, but almost any tower desktop you get um, should be upgradable. But a laptop, it you may or may not have access to the RAM and storage. They may or may not be soldered onto the motherboard. So you need to do a little research before you buy. Uh, you can go and look for the service manual on the manufacturer site, or you can go to crucial.com, the, the company that, a company that sells memory and storage, and use their, their product finder. And it has like almost every laptop and desktop that have like ever been made or made <laughs> in the last several years. And if you find your model on there, it'll tell you what you can buy for it. And if, you don't, and if it says nothing, that probably means that you can't upgrade. Um, so, which doesn't mean you have to buy their memory, but it will tell you what you what you need. Mm -hmm. um, that's now, of course, for some manufacturers, this may void your warranty. Um, for most, it does not. So you should check that. Um, and of course, you know, your whatever you upgrade is not going to be covered by the manufacturer's warranty. So, you know, ideally you wouldn't have to do this. Um, another possibility is look for pre-configured models. You definitely save by not when you don't have to custom config. Mm -hmm. So uh, even on Dell, if you buy the 999 custom model versus a customizing the 799 model, you get more for you, for your money. Also, you can also look for companies that sell 
just a cheaper product, a cheaper competing product with better with a better config. Uh, for example, a lot of people want a Dell XPS 13, and that is a great notebook. But their competitors, like the ASUS ZenBook 13, that come decked out with 16 gigs of RAM and 512 gigabytes of storage, you know, for hundreds of dollars less. And, you know, the build quality isn't quite the same, but you're getting a, a fairly similar experience with everything thrown in. Um, obviously, another possibility is accept lesser specs, you know, okay, figure out what you can live with. Can you live with a 256 gigabyte SSD instead of a 512 or a one terabyte? Probably, uh, if you're not putting a lot of stuff on there. Not great, but you could live with it. 128, really hard to live with. Mm -hmm. um, can you live with eight gigabytes of RAM? I'd rather not. Um, another thing to consider is, and this is my final piece of advice, you should be willing to spend some margin to get the upgrades that you want. It's just when it's three, 400%, that seems like crazy gouging. If you're spending 50, 60, 70, 80% over what you would spend for the convenience of having the spec that you need, um, then it's worth it, even if you could upgrade it yourself, because it's going to be covered by the um, manufacturer. It's going to come working out of the box. Uh, everything's going to be compatible. So, you know, if I see that, hey, this company is charging me, you know, $150 to get an SSD that would cost me $100 to buy myself, uh, that's worth it, right? Yeah, But for sure. If they're charging me $500 to get something that costs $150, that's just a little bit too much to, to bear. Right. Yeah. And, you know, when you take into consideration, like you said, that that configuration is going to come to you uh, covered <laughs> under the warranty. That's a, right. that's a pretty big deal. But the fact that like with an SSD, the fact that you don't have to right. deal with trying to, to put windows back on it and all the annoyances that come with changing out a drive and a computer. Yeah. At that point for 50 bucks or whatever, that that's definitely worth it for my time alone yeah but, no but doubt. not it's just but not four hundred dollars to... <laughs> right exactly i mean the prices are absolutely ludicrous i mean granted um they they look even worse today than they did six months ago or a year ago because the price of storage and ram has dropped so much mm -hmm. but but nevertheless and you know um one of my coworkers likes to point out that maybe these companies bought, uh, you know, a boatload of SSDs before the prices dropped, and so it's not as much of a markup to them. But it's still, you know, no matter what the story is, no matter what the reasoning is, like you're getting charged way too much for for that stuff. And ironically, it's not necessarily the case when you upgrade when you configure with a better graphics card or a better CPU. I mean, some of some of the deals that I saw in those were almost equivalent to you buying it yourself. So um, clearly RAM and storage are the areas where they're really they're really bilking you the most. Yeah. And 
And and like you said, it it's not necessarily their fault in some cases. Like you said, that they may have bought drives or whatever before the price has dropped. But that doesn't change the end result for you. Right. I mean, I, I, I get it. You know, like they also need to make money. Right. So I don't know. You know, margins are very tight in uh, in the PC space. If they're selling, if let's say... Dell is selling the Dell XPS 13 entry level model for 949 and it has 4 gigs of RAM and a Core i3 processor and 128 gigabyte SSD all things that frankly it would be very hard for any person to live with but maybe the reason why they're doing that is maybe they're only making and I'm pulling this number out of the air cuz I really don't know maybe they're only making 50 bucks on that model who knows? Maybe they're even losing money. I I, I don't know. You know, mm-hmm. but and they're really counting on on selling a lot more of the ones that have two fifty six or eight eight gigs or right. Core i five. Um, but the the finances of the company are are not not your problem right. as a consumer. Right. Like it doesn't it doesn't matter. I'll be just real quick with this. I always tell the story about years ago. Um, I got a was sent a netbook to review. Do you remember netbooks? Everybody? Oh, oh um, yeah. I, <laughs> the Black Friday special for two netbook. years. So I was sent a netbook that was a convertible netbook. This was like one of the maybe the first I'd ever seen. It was a netbook with a touchscreen, and back in the day when they still when two and ones were like this, the screen would rotate around like this, and you could flip it over and turn it into tablet mode. Yes. Um, and this, this netbook, which had an atom processor, the same, you know, but it had a touchscreen and it had, I think a pen and it had a screen that would flip around. This netbook was $1,200. Mm-hmm. Now I reviewed the netbook. Oh, it also had discrete graphics in a netbook. <laughs> it had, a, I think a little NVIDIA graphics card. So and and an atom processor. I, I reviewed it. it. <laughs> it's yeah. important to say that again. Yeah. So, right. So I review, and it was also I think like really tiny, like ten or eleven inches. <laughs> I forget. Anyway, so I reviewed it and I gave it a negative review. I said this is not worth the money. Twelve hundred dollars. That's. I mean, this is back when laptops cost a bit more, but still, twelve hundred dollars was a lot for a netbook when netbooks were going for maybe four or five hundred dollars. Uh, and today you, you wouldn't pay that. But anyway, the company, someone from the company called me up and was very upset and said, $1,200, you know, you said this is overpriced, but do you know how much it costs us to buy that touchscreen and to buy that discrete graphics card? Those are expensive components. This costs a lot to make. And my my response to them was, being consumer is not, buying a laptop is not a charity. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how much it costs you to make it. It matters how much it's worth to me and to me it's not worth it right so and not just to me but i think probably to anybody who who was thinking about their 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 money like this is not it doesn't matter that maybe your bill of materials and building it was was so high that you had to charge this much money for it it's not worth it right to the consumer so it's not your job as a consumer to worry about how much it does this cost the company to make. The question is, are they, you know, are they overcharging you relative to what it would cost you or relative to what 
pre-configured models from other companies cost? Um, and <laughs> the answer is seems to be yes. And and interestingly, that that comment there, the it's not <laughs> just because you built a thing that costs a lot doesn't mean that it works f for consumers. Um, one of my favorite shows on TV is The Profit, um, and this past week uh, was the season premiere, and he was in a restaurant, and he had the business owner go through and uh, do a cost-benefit analysis on all the dishes and found out that some of them, to to be successful, would have to you'd have to charge so much for them that nobody would ever buy them. And his answer wasn't, uh, we'll go go beat up the reviewers who are saying it's too expensive. His answer was, it's not a good dish. Pull, you're not going to sell it, pull it from the menu. Which I think is a way more reasonable response. Just because you can build it doesn't mean you should. And doesn't mean that it's going to have enough commercial value to be a, a, a real product. Yeah. I mean, on the flip side, though, taking the restaurant analogy real quick. I feel like companies, if you had, if you were in a restaurant, and you had pride in your your restaurant, you wouldn't sell a dish, you wouldn't give people a dish that was like a bad experience, no matter what, no matter what it cost. You wouldn't say, you know, say, hey, we've got the 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 big burger and the small burger, and then you get the small burger, the regular or the big burger and the regular size burger. You get the regular size burger. And it's like one forkful, you know, and everybody mm -hmm. says, wow, I'm leaving hungry after this. That's what's happening with a lot of these base models is they're telling you, hey, look, this is a great laptop. This is a great thing. You know, it starts at nine. It starts under a thousand dollars. But the product that you would get for that price is not something that they should be proud of. And frankly, if I were them, I wouldn't do that. If you if Microsoft cannot afford to sell a Surface laptop with a reasonable amount of storage in the base model for nine ninety nine, then sell then then say the starting price is twelve ninety nine. They don't want to do that because it's not good marketing. Yeah, yeah that and that makes sense. It it's the it's the same uh, business model as cars, right? Starting at you know whatever, but you know that doesn't even come with power windows. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah yes, ex exactly <laughs> yeah and and we've talked about this before um especially in, in uh the terms of microsoft um the fact that the the surface tablets don't come with the keyboard but they call it a tablet that can replace your laptop and you're like well yeah but not if <laughs> it doesn't come with the stuff yeah. to make it replace your laptop. So, it's it it's not even just things like the the RAM and the the storage. Sometimes it's the the keyboard that makes it yeah, usable it, that doesn't come with yeah. it. So, yeah, no doubt. Well, obviously this is a uh like I said at the beginning, a good topic going into the buying season. Um because, you know, this is this is when a lot of people go looking for new computers um, and not being taken advantage of 
or at now, least going in knowing what to expect is important. Yeah. Now, now on occasion, if they have a coupon discount, that's where these upgrades can actually suddenly become affordable. Oh. So that is something to keep in mind. That's interesting. I uh, I don't know that I was aware. Obviously, I was on a subconscious level, but I don't know that consciously I'd ever considered the idea of a coupon that would make those upgrades different. Well, if it, it, it happens, and I, I mean, I've definitely seen this on Lenovo.com where they'll have a coupon that's like 20% off or 30% off, and it's not just off of the, um, you know, pre-configured, if you configure it. So those upgrades can suddenly become very affordable, but you, gotta, you just got to watch out. Makes sense. Um, well, always, always appreciated, Avram, especially, especially this time of year. And uh, I always look forward to what we'll talk about next. <laughs>